Hey everybody, um, I'm out of town right now, that's why this video wasn't posted on Wednesday like normal, but I'm sitting in the courtyard of like the nicest hotel I've stayed in in a really long time. Look at this place, it's beautiful. Anyway, um, so it might get a little sketchy, you know, there it's not exclusive, so there are people walking around. If you can't hear me, just um, say something, wave or something. Anyway, um, I wanted to share another video on God the Abuser, which is our subject matter that we've been talking about for the last um, three or four weeks, and this is video number four. And, you know, while I was thinking about this subject matter with the Lord um, and asking Him questions about it, he, he said the most pointed statement to me. He said, you know, Wednesday, people confuse consequences with abuse. They think that a consequence is an abuse, not a consequence. And um, I can tell you that I grew up with a really, really strong mother. I'm going to switch hands real quick. Um, she was a single mom. I mean, not really. I mean, they weren't married. But, and my dad was around. But my mother basically raised me by herself and she was very very strong um, had to survive on her own and because of that strength in her and my dad was a cowboy and he did not believe in weakness he my dad was strong he didn't believe in, in any of that stuff and so what happened was I saw any kind of humility any kind of weakness and any kind of softness as a weakness and if I did something wrong and had a consequence because I did something wrong I had so much entitlement and so much arrogance that I couldn't receive it as a consequence as a natural consequence I received it as abuse I'll give you an example one time when I was a kid um, I decided for some unknown reason to just cut a chopping block like it's a chop it was a huge half of a log chopping block and I just cut on it with a knife for no reason um, like cut notches out of the side and when my mom came home she asked me if I did it and I was like nope sorry nope and I lied of course because I didn't want to get in trouble my mom she spanked me and she whipped my butt and it hurt a lot um she was really little but she she mean my mom anyway and so um I mean she's not mean she's just tough and so I lied and lied and lied finally when I came clean and said yeah I did it um, she, she was telling me, okay, well, you're grounded because of this, because you lied and because you did this. Besides, she whipped my butt. And then I told her, I said, well, what does it matter? It's a chopping block, right? Because I had this sense of entitlement, like, so it's a chopping block. You chop on a chopping block. It doesn't matter if I've destroyed part of it. It doesn't matter. Like I had this sense of entitlement. I had no, I had no understanding that I was facing consequences because of my poor decision. I thought my mom was being unreasonable and abusive. And that's what people do to God. Um, of course, I learned um, after that 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 was actually just a consequence and that, that's just the way it is. It's not, it's not abusive. Okay, so that's, that's the biggest thing that the Lord wanted me to share with you today is that there's a huge difference between a consequence and abuse. Now, um, in the Old Testament, people had consequences and the reason they did is because they were still um, with a heart of stone. They didn't have a heart of flesh. Technically they had a heart of flesh but they didn't have a heart sensitive to God is what I'm getting at. Unless they had the Holy Spirit on them. 
And so in the Old Testament, God had to use external punishments to teach them because their heart wouldn't talk to them. In other words, somebody did something wrong and they would have no understanding that they did anything wrong. This is kind of like an animal. You know, I have horses and um, I have one mare and three geldings. And if those geldings get in the way of my mare eating and they know better, uh, she will turn her butt to them and kick the living crap out of them. And they don't get in her way anymore. Now, the reason is because she doesn't go up to them and say, hey, that's my spot. Um, could you please move? Um, you know, I like to eat here, whatever, right? And she doesn't look at them and they feel sorry that they have eaten in her spot. Do you understand? So she has to use external consequences to control their behavior. And that's exactly how people were in the Old Testament. They, most of them didn't have a natural conscience. They didn't have that natural um, desire to serve God. That's why there's some verses in the Old Testament that, that people misuse today, like um, like saying that there is nothing good in the heart of man. It's only evil all continually. That's you know right before the flood. Um, that's because the Holy Spirit wasn't on anybody. You need God to feel compassion. You need God to feel awareness of things that you... Um, that you do that need correcting or that when you hurt somebody else that you need God to have to give you that awareness and if if the Holy Spirit isn't in you you can't you can't and at that moment you know God had not poured out his spirit on all flesh and so there had to be external consequences but little do people know that prior to um, 2,000 years into our history there 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 were no laws there were no rules by God there weren't no killing no raping no murdering I already said that there weren't any of that stuff and so people just did whatever they thought and that proved to God that people did not think right anyway so then he comes in with the law and says okay this is right this is wrong and then and then he comes in with Jesus now I want to talk to you about consequences and abuse now consequences God put our consequences from him on Jesus Christ we don't have consequences to play to God when we sin and we actually everybody when we sin and we've accepted Jesus Christ as our Savior and Lord those consequences that that God would require of us are on Jesus Christ now if we don't know God and we sin which of course we're gonna sin because we don't know God um, those consequences are still on Jesus Christ but we have to we have to acknowledge that Jesus Christ takes them in other words we just go to go to God and and when on judgment day he's gonna say what did you do with my son he's not gonna say how many people did you murder or how, how much did you lie on your taxes or how many times did you cheat on your spouse he's gonna say what did you do with my son the only offering for your sin and if you and if you say to him um, I, I didn't really believe in Jesus you know I met a bunch of idiot Christians hypocritical Christians and I didn't really believe in Jesus so I don't think that what Jesus did was real I don't think that that's a real thing um, then then you are making a choice to pay for your own sin. That is a natural consequence. That is not an abuse. The Bible says, while we're on the subject, that God was not created for man. That it was created for the devil and his angels. It wasn't even created for man. But when men, when people decide to reject God, they go to the same place that other beings that reject God go to. And that happens to be Sheol. God himself never, ever, ever sends any human to hell. Okay? Ever. What he does is he says, I have given you a choice, an option. 
and his name is Jesus Christ. And if you've accepted him, you don't have to go to hell. If you have not accepted him, then you are choosing for yourself. And Jesus Christ works in the same way that gravity works, okay? God has given us an option. We can stand on top of the Empire State Building and we can be safe there. Um, and that's our option to take the elevator up and down and be safe. He's given us that option. But if we choose to, and that, that's what keeps us on top of the Empire State Building, instead of spinning around and going off into, um, thank you. Sorry, Becky, thank you. Um, she says she loves my earrings if you can't see. Um, so when we use gravity to our benefit, it keeps us down on top of the Empire State Building, right? And instead of going spinning off into the universe. But if we decide not to cooperate with gravity and go ahead and step off the side of the Empire State Building, what happens? We die. Now, is God an abuser because he built gravity into the system? No, he's not. Right? That's a natural consequence of our choice. And that's where people miss it. People think that God is abusive because he, there are consequences that are built into the system. And that's just not the case of it. That's just not the case of it. And, and, and the farther we get as a society into a sense of entitlement, thinking that we can do whatever we want all the time, the, the more that we can, that we have this sense that we don't face consequences. Other people might face consequences, but we don't face consequences. And that's absolutely not true. Because when you um, face those consequences, you can't say that those are abusive behaviors by God. God does not abuse anybody, ever. Okay? So let's talk about, really quickly, before I end this, I want to talk to you guys about the flood of Noah. So, um, the flood of Noah is, is a very interesting thing. I've heard a lot of unbelievers that have argued with me about God being love and about um, God showing love. They've argued with me, and one of their points that they brought up was the flood of Noah. You know, how can God wipe out all those people, blah, 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 all this stuff, right? Okay, first of all, um, let's talk about people. Let's talk about people. In the story of Noah, the biblical story of Noah, the Bible says that Noah was perfect in his generations. This notion of perfect means that there was 100% human blood in Noah. I'm sorry. You might think that all the people on the earth are all 100% human. I know that you might think, okay, Wednesday, I'm going to turn you off now because you're losing your mind. But I'm sorry. This is the truth of it, okay? Noah's blood was 100% human. At this time, there were eight 100% humans on the earth. Noah, his wife, and his three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. At this point, the Bible says that way before them, that angels came down and they saw the daughters of men, in other words, women, and they thought how beautiful they were. And so they, they thought how beautiful they were, and so they had sex with them and they produced offspring. Their offspring are called Nephilim, and Nephilim are not 100% human. They're half angel and half human. I know that that's crazy, but when, when something can take over a human's body and reproduce another appearing human, that's what happens, okay? So don't think that this, that this is an, um, a stretch of the imagination or some fantastical idea that has no application in reality because it absolutely does. Because the Nephilim were on the earth at this time. These were the giants of the earth. If you read this account of Genesis, you'll see this. I dare you, I triple dog dare you to go back into the Aramaic, to go back into the Hebrew and look up what the Nephilim were. The Nephilim were people who, I mean, were angels 
half angels and half people, okay? And their hearts were evil all the time. All they were doing was sleeping with everybody, man, woman, child, and animal. They were defiling themselves, they were defiling the animals, they were defiling everybody. And God said, I haven't, I've had enough. There's a prophecy about a virgin having a baby, and if at this rate there won't be a virgin left on this planet to bring about the Savior, and then men will be stuck in this state of sin forever, forever. There will be no remedy for them. So what does God do? God sends a flood and he wipes out the Nephilim. He did not wipe out people. God Almighty did not wipe out Noah. He didn't wipe out his wife, Shem, Ham, or Japheth, okay, or their wives. He didn't wipe them out. And he only wiped out those who would have defiled themselves with the Nephilim. And the Nephilim were defiling everybody and everything. And so this is why... Um, this is not an argument saying that it was an abuse of God who took out the whole world by a flood. That is not an abuse of God. That is a consequence of a cancer that got on our earth and infected the entire population. All right, so I'm going to leave you with that thought. I dare you to go look that up um, and let me know what you think. You guys can hit me up on Facebook. I'm obviously on my own page, but you can hit me up on Water, Wind, Wine Ministries. I think Facebook restricts the use of the word wine. Okay, I'm not sure what that's about. Anyway, but I think it's WWW Ministries. And then on YouTube, it's Water, Wind, Wine Ministries. And we also have an Instagram. Um, it's Water, Wind, Wine also. So um, you guys hit me up on any of those medium. And, uh, or if you, if you have my phone number, call me or text me or whatever. I'll answer any questions that you might have. But please remember, the most important thing is that Jesus loves you and that I love you. All right, you guys have a blessed day.